0: I'm going to keep the steady Eddie because as risky as I am, as brave as I am, I cannot allow myself ever in life again to be without money for a bill. I can't do it. I'm just not made up like that. You want to know what's next? They have their way and we have this way. You're listening to the Hatchets Way podcast with the mobile notary bag man himself, Mr. Andre C. Hatchet tune in hope everyone's doing well out there today i am andre c hatchet with the hatchet's way podcast episode three how do you know which stream to focus on and when it could also be entitled i have so many ideas which ideas should i go with so i'll give you my take on those concepts let me know you guys can hear me and see me okay please let me know you guys can hear me and see me okay On our third installment of the Hatchets Way podcast, episode three, we are knocking them out, uh, kicking a butt, and taking names. And let me know below if this is you. you. Are you confused with which idea should you go with? You have multiple sources of income. Which source of income should you go with? What should you focus on and when? Very, very important. Um, I'm gonna tell you a story so I was about 30 I was 30 i I was I had my, my mobile notary business since I was 23 24 but I just gotten a little bit bored with it I've never gotten rich from it I made serious money I've made consistent money 6 10 12 grand a month maybe even more than that some months but I wanted a new challenge I want to do something new so I abandoned the safe and steady income source and I had my real estate license. So I said, you know what, now's the time that I'm going to go full blast with real estate. I'm going to go full blast. I'm going to put my notary bills to the side and I'm just going to go full hardcore fledge with real estate. And my role in real estate was a real estate agent. I was a real estate agent for a few different firms in Washington County and New York City right? So sounds good. Well, the, um, I had four four deals under contract or going towards contract. Those deals close, I'll net somewhere around 25, 30 grand. Super excited, like totally pumped up, super excited. It would have been my biggest month ever. Uh, I, I would have been able to reestablish a savings on a cushion. I just would have been a whole new man. But I would have been so, so, I just say, like, take over time, right? Totally, was, totally was feeling it. Worked so hard to get the clients. I was doing open house, first home buy workshops at Chase Bank. Shout out to Chase. I was doing, what else was I doing? I, I, I was grinding out in the office. I, I was meeting clients at the office. I was marketing hardcore. Shout out, truly, and all those <laughs> other platforms. I was just, Full-fledged on my new endeavor, which is me becoming a top real estate agent in New York City. I was wearing suits to the office. Man, I was tamping. Sounds good. All sounds good. Deals and contract. Okay. Now, this is, this is important here. So I was dating a woman at the time, lovely lady. Um, she was doing very well financially. She, she was establishing her career. She was doing well financially. Shout out to her for doing what she needed to do. At the time I was transitioning, I wasn't. I wasn't as solid as I could have been and or should have been. But these deals closing would have put me there. We were, um, so fast forward, all those deals died. All those deals died. Not just one, not just two, not just three, not just four. All those deals died. I was freaking crushed, distraught. And her and I had had some uh, tension, tension because of me being financially just not even killed all the time. She has standards, which, which I, hey, look, I acknowledge, shout out to her for having standards. But this would have alleviated all that, right? This would have alleviated all that. She was more of a steady Eddie kind of person, do what's working, stability, all, all good stuff. I get it. I was at the time, I'm going to figure what I, what I want to figure out. Either you're going to ride or you're going to not. No harm, no foul of the way. So those deals died. She, very good person. Maybe not the kind of person who you could bring to with this kind of stuff if you're her man. Like like some women are more nurturing than others. They're more affectionate. They understand more than others. They're more supportive about certain things. Not wrong or right or wrong either way, but she wasn't necessarily that kind of person. Right? Um, so I didn't really know what to do. I'm here. We're in a relationship. You know, deal's dying. Didn't know what to do. So what I should have done was just lay low and just figure it out on my own. That's what I freaking should have done. But her parents are out. Uh, school. someone graduating? There was something going on. Uh, we're out. I didn't want to go. I was trying to like dodge going out to dinner. But I went. Something happened with the bill came out, and I didn't have my cut. I did not have my portion. And I remember it was probably the most embarrassing moment of my life. Probably the most embarrassing of my life. Now, some people are watching, listening, saying, oh, you know, it happens, whatever, she should have paid, um, you're in a relationship, all that is correct. Per se, for certain relationships, and certain dynamics, and certain personalities, my personality doesn't do well with that stuff. Hers doesn't do well with that stuff. So we're all on the same page. We're just not on the same page, if you know what I'm saying. So um, in the car, she and and she was like, "Oh my god! Like, what well, happened? I gave them the money. I told you you should have done this. I was, I just. I didn't. Even, I don't even know what I said. I don't think I said anything. Um, and at that." That was a major shift in my life because I said, you know what, as a risky taker person as I am, I'm a little too old to be broke. I'm a little too old to abandon what's working, what's bringing me six, five, four, ten 10 grand a month, 12 grand a month, whatever, for me to go full-fledged and work on this. And at the time, I didn't mention this earlier, I was a full-time college student. I went back to school as well. So it was a transitional, busy time in my life, right? So didn't have the money for the bill, tense in the relationship. I said, am I going to be the kind of person who's just going to go for his dreams, gung-ho no matter what, win, lose, or draw? Or am I going to be somebody who makes sure they have something steady, even if I might be a little tired of it, might be a little, um, yeah, just gets tired of it, a, a little over it. Am I going to be the the go for it or am I going to be the keep something steady on the side kind of person? And in that moment, I said, I'm going to keep something steady on the side. I'm going to keep the steady Eddie because as risky as I am, as brave as I am, I cannot allow myself ever in life again to be without money for a bill. I can't do it. I'm just not made up like that. Uh especially with me, you know, I I date women, you know, I consistently date, so I'm just not okay with that. That's probably my traditionalism talking. But I said, you know what? I'm I'm gonna restructure my life and I'm going to have safeness along with the riskiness. Safety consistency along with the riskiness. So long story long. Uh, the, the question for the episode is which stream of income should you focus on and when this depends on your personality. This might even depend on your gender. This might depend on your dating life. Now, for me being an old fashioned for say, traditional man, for me not to have money, especially with me, you know, dating, it's out the question. I have to have money coming in. I have to have money coming in. So for me, I'm not going to abandon something safe until I have a certain amount of money saved up. This is called $15,000 until I have $15,000 saved up. I'm going to do what's safe and what's working up until I have that amount of money coming in. And, or I have two to $3,000 a month in passive income coming in. Right. I've repeated, I've surpassed those numbers now. So now I can take more risks with my life, but that's what got me. Uh, that's what helped me switch and help me set a bar for myself. I think that I have a certain amount of savings and a certain amount of money coming in, passive income, before I switch and focus on anything. Now, you might be not as traditional. You might be a dude who's not as traditional who's like, man, skip that. If I can't pay the bill, she got to pay it or, or she got to go. That's cool, right? You might say, I'm just going for whatever I want to go for. I'll let life decide where it is. I would say, okay, if you're a dude, but I would also ask how old you are. I would also say, if you're in your 30s, um, I think a cushion should be required for a male being in his 30s. I think a cushion should be required for a male in his 30s. Personal opinion, you, you do what best, what best works for you. Now, if you're a woman, right or wrong, society gives women more grace to be broke. Society gives women more grace to be um, living with their parents. Me, I bought my first home at 22. So with all these struggles and all this trial and error, working nine to five, working two jobs, going to college, not going to college, notary business, real estate business, I've, I I lived on my own here. I I've had a mortgage since I was 22. So I, I I've always had home ownership independence. I've always had my own spot. Thank God. Imagine living with a woman, you're broke, and you're in her spot. Thank God I haven't gone through that, right? I've always had my own dignity and my own spot. Thank goodness. Oh, I just had a flashback. Like, then I would have been really bad. So anyway, uh society gives women a grace, a longer grace period, a longer age period, and men are usually expected to pay for more shit, right? So like that's kind of what it is. So you might have more of a wiggle room. But 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 let's say that you don't want it. What is currently working for you? That's how you decide what stream you're going to focus on, what today is currently working for you, and what is the fastest way that you could get to growing or expanding that stream of income. Now, if you have, let's say, a year's worth of savings in the bank, your Roth IRA is maxed out, that's a retirement account, your mortgage is is paid up, 401k established, do what you want at that point. My thing is do what feels best, do, do whatever works for you at that point. If you have savings, if you're maxed out, if your mortgage is up to date, if all your bills are covered, uh, a year's worth of savings in the bank, you do what works for you at that point. You have more wiggle room, you have more freedom with what you're, with, with what you can focus on and what stream of income you want to pursue at that point. But if you are broke, your job, is to get to the simplest, fastest way for consistent income. For me, that's always been my mobile notary business. No matter what other endeavors I did, that has been my safest, securest, most consistent business. Now I don't have to do the jobs myself anymore. I have other people doing the jobs for my company. But for the past fourteen years, safe and consistent. So for you, you have to decide, or maybe you already have it. What is the safest, securest, fastest way for you to get that um, consistent income coming in? When you're broke, that is not the time for you to go seeking passion, especially if you're a guy. If you're a lady and you got a man and he's holding the shit down, cool, do your thing. But I do not encourage broke men to go seek their passion, especially if they're over 30. I don't encourage it. I, I I just don't think it's a good look and I think it's gonna backfire on you more time than it's not. Right. So that's how I break it down. I realized who I was not. <laughs> I realized that I cannot live like this, that certain risks are gonna have to happen at a later date in life. I need to have I I need to have some safeness before I go all in gung ho, win, lose, or draw, sink or swim. Sink or swim was my twenties. Sink or swim, 20s, did some swimming. Also there's some sinking. Also there's some bankruptcies. Um, thank God now, 38, established multiple um, properties, silent investor on some things, nice little studio office, high amount of passive income, high amount of income. Life is good. Life is good. Yeah. It's nice, good. Highly organized, great team that I work with. I don't call people employees, call them partners, but yeah. But it took me a while to get here. It took me a while to figure it out. I was confused about what to do and what not to do. And uh, I had to go through the process of being unorganized, too organized, and focused. It's tough. It, it, it's not an easy process to go through. But now I can look at myself and say, whatever I went through and whatever I did paid off because now I I, I don't have to worry. None of us have to worry about. But I can have a wife not work. I can have a wife. Um, or well, I, I want to have a kid with a girlfriend. I, I could have a wife stay home or if she has to stay home and not work outside. She would have to work, but she but she could work for my company. See, I created streams. I hate the word streams of income. I, I, I want to use the word systems of income. I, I created enough systems of income where she can manage a system and that could pay her out. And then we live a life together in, in unison and take it from there. But it, it took focus and clarity to get there. And it's not fun to get there a lot of times. That's what a lot of of people are going to go wrong. They're going to seek for fun and pleasure. I am all about that. But you have to know the risk versus the rewards. Broke men seeking fun and pleasure, over 30, wouldn't advise it. Broke woman, I wouldn't advise it either for women. But you have a society gives you more of a tolerance. So that's my story. I hope it helps you figure something out. Overall synopsis, if you're broke, what can bring you in money consistently in the fastest way possible, even if you don't love it, at least it can get you something to help build you help build the momentum and give you some confidence and give you some income. So you can then divest and save for your other more passionate ventures. Took me a while to, you know, to figure out what, what doesn't work, what does work, what systems to implement, who to hire, who to fire, who to partner with, who to not, who not to, but at 38, I can look at myself and say, "Oh shoot!" Like these things worked, and I'm happy to be here. On that note, I am out. If you want to enroll in our no- in our mobile notary course, the links will be below. After this video, the links will be below. Um, if you were looking for a nice, steady income system, I-, I I have a student. He's in Virginia. He's only like 24, 25. He made $8,000 this month already, and we're at 10, 10. 1012 he made eight thousand five hundred dollars a month already uh, i don't know sister her who just started in march even during this pandemic she her best month was six thousand dollars she's in i think north carolina or maybe virginia as well so people are making real good money with this business real really good money um 60-day money-back guarantee links below this is the hatchet way podcast episode three How do you know which stream to focus on and when? I hope to give you guys some clarity. Love you guys. Have a great day. Brother Dre, peace. You've been listening to the Hatchet's Way podcast with Andre C. Hatchet. Be sure to follow Andre on Instagram at Andre C. Hatchet. That's A-N-D-R-E-C-H-A-T-C-H-E-T-T. Or if you want some of the flyest merch on the planet, go to ownorbeowned.co. That's ownorbeowned.co. And as always, you can check out how to become a successful mobile notary at notarybootcamp.com. That's notarybootcamp.com. We'll see you here next time. Yeah, let's come.